0: Crimes Caffeinated contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Okay. Do you want to give the welcomes, or do you want me to give the welcomes?
0: <clears throat> you can give well, the welcomes. You can give the welcomes. Oh. You can give the welcome because this is Cassidy's episode. Yes, okay, so.
1: Hello and welcome to the Cassidy Harrington themed episode of Crimes All Caffeinated. This ed- episode is dedicated to my wife and best friend, Cassidy Megan Harrington, who, when this comes out, will be 25 years old. <gasps>
0: Cassidy.
1: Yay! Happy birthday, Cassidy! Yay! Happy
0: birthday! And
1: um, so, yeah! And uh, in honor of Cassidy, she has requested that we do um, some stories this week about animals who saved the day. So that's yeah. what we're going to do. That's what we're going to talk about this week. And um, basically, we're just going to be kind of, uh, like, going through a couple of listicles. I found a couple of listicles that I, I want to send to you that are... Um, okay that seem pretty good. Mm. Um, and then we'll we'll go ahead and we'll just like we'll just go on into it and we'll just start start chitting, chitting and chatting you know?
0: Yeah, sure. Ah, oh, Leo! Ow, 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 ow <laughs> <laughs> Rice honey. Oh. oh honey. Does domestic abuse count if it's your cat who's doing it to you? Sure doesn't. Leo just like leapt up on me, but like didn't get a good enough grip on my skin to properly climb my shoulder. <laughs> so he just jumped off, and now I have scratch marks all over my body. Of course. Okay.
1: This listicle from BuzzFeed, I thought
0: seems excuse good. Excuse me. Excuse me. We're supposed. What? To be, this is supposed to be a Cassidy episode. But it's also supposed to go like a normal episode. So, bitch, what the fuck are you drinking? Oh, okay, so I am drinking. Or how are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing I'm not going to let, let you, uh, I'm not going to let you say intros anymore if you don't do it right. Okay, also, who the fuck are you? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> My name is Abby. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm one of the podcast co-hosts. And I'm Marissa, the, the other, other. <laughs> the other podcast co-host that sometimes needs to keep Abby in line and not <laughs> in line. Damn. Oh, but you love me anyway. You love me yes, anyway. But just because it's the coronavirus doesn't mean you can throw the format out the
1: window. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry. So I am drinking. I made the the fluffy coffee from TikTok, which is basically like you take instant coffee and sugar and hot water, and you whip it together until it makes like a like a foam, like a mousse, and then you fill um, a cup with like ice and milk of your choosing, and then you put the foam on top and you stir it together, and it makes this really yummy like iced latte kind of thing.
0: That. Thank you for the ASMR in my ear. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, That's good. I'm currently, instead of drinking a coffee because of the quarantine, I haven't had the chance just yet to run out to the store to grab more creamer. So I drank my coffee and then realized this morning that I didn't have any cream for another coffee. And I can only drink, like, black coffee if it's iced. Yeah. Like a cold brew. So instead, what I am doing is I am drinking a tea. Also because I started to get heartburn from the coffee. <laughs> so I'm currently drinking a tea, and it's Sunny C for Citrus Immune Boost from David's Tea, which came in your Christmas present to me. It is caffeine-free. But I'm pretending it has caffeine in it, and I have it in my little mug that changes colors when uh, hot liquids are inside it. Cute. Yes. How are you doing,
1: Abby? Uh, I'm good. I mean, like Anna and I haven't done much in the last 48 hours other than like uh, cook, nap, watch Criminal Minds uh still watching criminal minds it's been a long time of us watching it but it's a it has a lot of episodes this show so we're on season five we're almost at the end of season five so we're like halfway through (laughs) not even halfway through there's like 13 seasons i think
0: Well, at least it's not, like, law and order. That would take you forever. True. Very true. Maybe that's what we'll do next. We have time. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I was going to say, with my free time, I've been... I made, like, a new vanity, which I'm sitting at, so... And by that, I mean I pushed a desk into my room and put makeup on it. There's that. But also, um, prior to this, I made a whole bunch of shower bombs, so... That will be fun to use 30 of them during this quarantine period. Mm-hmm. I, so I, like, texted a whole bunch of people that I'm, like, co-workers with. Also because, like, I knew I was going to be talking to you. So I didn't have to text it to you. But does anyone else feel like they're regressing back into, like, their childhood throughout this quarantine? I mean, I don't know if I feel like... I mean, how? How so? Okay, so I'm saying... because. I've just become like more and more obsessed with like things I used to be obsessed with as a child or like a preteen. True. I like I've gotten really into Harry Potter again, listening to the audiobooks, rewatching the movies, watching bloopers and behind the scenes. Like I was that nerd who was like in a Harry Potter like club at school where we would skip recess and just watch the Goblet of Fire like I've regressed this much where I'm like my god I need more Harry Potter decorations in my apartment and maybe when this is all over maybe I'll get a Harry Potter tattoo and oh let's watch all these hidden secrets behind the scenes even though it's been like almost 10 years since the last film came out like (laughs) it's like I've just I've started to regress in that sense. I started rewatching Archer, the spy cartoon show, because I remember watching that when I was really really sick in my junior year of college—not college, high school, sorry—and so like it's bringing up a lot of like where I was at that point in my life, and I've just had a lot of like reflection, and it's kind of scaring me a little bit.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. The other day I got I can relate to that a little bit because the other day I got a craving to watch Harry Potter. And so I watched the first movie and Anna has never seen any of them or read any of the books. It, she finds it what? all too confusing for her. That's- she finds it She finds it too confusing. I was watching it with Anna and I realized that I have like a lot of the lines memorized. Like I just remembered like, I was just, like, spitting out the words as they were saying them. Yeah, exactly. Um, in, in the movie, and I was like, I can't, I can't believe I've actually seen this movie this many times. Like, I it doesn't, I, I it hasn't even occurred to me that I have seen these movies so many times that I remember the words to the movie.
0: Oh, yeah, no, 100%. And, like, so I'm re-listening to the books because I know that the books are, well, they, they in some aspects, are very different than um the movie versions so like i'm re-listening to the order of the phoenix still because it like i said it's the longest book so like the fifth movie never talks about the fact that ron um and hermione are prefects they completely skip over that mm-hmm. and then i realized that we never once saw a quidditch scene in the fifth movie oh no there isn't and so- like that's when ron becomes the keeper for the quidditch team and not. Not the sixth one. The fifth movie and the fifth book I found the most boring. A lot of people found it that way because there had to be, like, a lot of buildup and, like, backstory set up. And, like, as I'm, as I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh, my God, JK, like, I know that she's, like, a little controversial right now with some stuff. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> a little. <laughs> wow. But I'm, like, listening to the book and I'm like, oh, my God, like the little the little details that she put in throughout the entire book, and having senses of like reflection of like deeper meaning to some of the stuff, I was like, this bitch really knew what she was doing when she was writing these. like little things that I had I never caught until like being older because when I was young, I was too young to realize like all of this. Also, why did my mom let me listen to these books when I was a child? It is so dark. <laughs> I had, um,
1: the first Harry Potter book was one of, like, the first, like, chapter books I ever read, um, and I read it out loud to my mom. Oh, Yeah, and then, like, growing up, my mom would, uh, on the days when the movies came out, as long as I had read the book first... She would let me skip school to go see the movie.
0: Same except for her. she didn't let me skip school. She would just take me the first showing right after school. And I like oh. specifically like remember like I as Abby likes to make fun of me, I had a well, <laughs> Abby only makes fun of me because I said I had dyslexia, not that I currently <laughs> have dyslexia. No, Marissa, no, Marissa. You said you overcame your dyslexia. <sighs> okay, you know what? Whatever. You said you said you were cured of dyslexia. <laughs> okay, I had a reading disability as a child. Um, so. Abby's not laughing at me because of that. Um, but anyways, so no one comes after Abby. Uh, but uh, my mom used to, like, the one of the first, like, books that she, like, sat down and read with me that was, like, a chapter book was, like, Harry Potter. And it was just, like, it, I feel very comforted by it right now. Um, so there's that. Also, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets... Tom Riddle's Diary opens up on my birthday. Oh
1: my god. Going going in with the the wanting to relive your childhood thing, I have also recently had the, like the thought occur to me maybe I should just rewatch all the Twilight
0: movies. Oh my <laughs> and, god. <no. laughs> and then I've seen the TikToks of like I could probably just reread the whole series and I was like fuck no.
1: <laughs> and then the other thing is that uh in keeping up with our honoree this episode Cassidy is rewatching Glee um oh, so she that is, I cannot do sorry she she is reliving some uh some childhood well not childhood I guess teenagehood memories Tra- slash
0: trauma, trauma. <laughs> yeah. um yeah no I uh I feel that I've been seeing like everyone on like trying to pick something that they enjoy. Because, like, I've been trying to watch things that I'm, like, interested in now, but some of them are just so depressing that I'm like, I just I can't. Like, I need something that, like, takes me away to a, a better place. But also, I'm re-watching the Harry Potter and being like, wow, this really relates to, like, this period of my life right now. Because freaking out and being told by the government to believe one thing and not the other thing. <laughs> we all have to suffer the consequences so you know to me the coronavirus is just death eaters right now
1: true very true um all right yeah let's 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 get into it
0: because says the girl who took 12 minutes to make her fucking coffee while i recorded Okay, so first off, before before we start this, I wanted to read uh, our first email. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and I asked for her permission and she said that I could read it. So this is from Erin and it's very fitting because uh, she wrote, Hi, hi, I hope to bring you some joy by being one of your first emails. I don't have any cool stories, just wanted to say hi. And hope you ladies are staying safe and healthy. Uh, shaka bra. <laughs> and then, sincerely, Abby's dream woman. Only kidding, of course, we know she's taken by lovely gal named Anna, a.k.a. Erin slash Cassidy's roommate.
1: Yes, so Erin is Cassidy's roommate and a, my dream woman, apparently. <laughs> and... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She didn't <laughs> hear the
0: whole thing. <laughs> she's getting so mad, even though she put it in, in quotation marks in this.
1: Um. Yeah, so uh, she's a good friend and uh, a listener of the podcast. So thank you, Erin, for sending in the first email. We appreciate you.
0: Yes, thank and- you, Erin. And I asked her, I was like, hey, like, do you want to pick a topic? And she was like, I don't have any suggestions, but Cassidy, uh suggests animals that solves crimes, if that's a thing, question mark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so we just decided to do, like, hero animals or, like, animals who, who save the day, animals who save people. So not necessarily animals that solve crimes, but, like, hero animals, um, which is true crime adjacent as well, because there are animals that have saved
0: people from crimes. Yes. And, and I think, yes. And I think that we all need a little positivity right now.
1: Yeah. And like we just need to also thank our animal kingdom for being there for
0: us. <laughs> oh, seriously. Cause I know that like if I didn't have Leo like through this, I probably like would have just laid on the floor and waited for like my body to become part of the carpet. <laughs> that was really sad. <laughs> I'm sorry there's just no like I don't live with anybody so you know like having Leo to snuggle with and take care of and chase around and even though he like scratches the shit out of me sometimes it's all love because he's my baby um but yeah so um you sent me a article are we going to swap off between the article yeah, let's let's
1: swap off between the article and just and just read. Do
0: you want to go first, or do you
1: want me to go first?
0: Um, I'll let you go first, but let me um just so that we can make sure. The article is the twenty four most heroic animals in history, and it's written by Chelsea Marshall from the BuzzFeed staff. Um, just to make sure that we give the credit where it is rightfully deserved.
1: Yes, absolutely. We are not claiming these words as our own. We're kind of just reading off of it, and we're going to talk about it off of that. Yeah. We're
0: we're giving her a spotlight. Because she needs it, as
1: she works for BuzzFeed.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know if she still works for BuzzFeed. This was in 2013, so I doubt it. True. <laughs> this article was written in 2013
1: so all right number 1 three lions saved an abducted Ethiopian girl in 2005 a 12-year-old girl was abducted and beaten by seven men attempting to force her into marriage with one of them the girl was missing for a week when she was found guarded by three lions police say that the lions quote stood guard until we found her and then they left her like a gift and went back into the forest if it weren't for those lions, the girls' fate would most likely have been far worse. Okay, that one made me want to cry because, like, fuck yeah. I hope the yeah. lions also just, like, ate those men. Like, just fucking ripped
0: them to shreds and killed them.
1: That's, <laughs> I <don't>...
0: hope. <laughs> I thought you said you wanted this episode to be positive, but okay. <laughs> we
1: sh- I mean, you don't think it's a positive thing to kill men who abduct and beat 12-year-old girls and try to force them into marriage? I think that's a positive thing. <laughs>
0: I I think that it's uh I think that people should just not be shitty in general. But I mean, okay, it, listen, if the lions, guns.
1: if the lions killed those men, I won't be I wouldn't be sad about it. Okay, so. fine, I will
0: give that to you. Okay, that's all, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, Moco the dolphin rescued two whales from beaching themselves when Moco a lone dolphin famous for her ambient nature to humans saw two sperm whales uh swimming towards the shore and their probable death she sprung into action the dolphin swam to the whales and somehow communicated with them uh to get them to follow her along the beach and back to sea few and my cat is currently biting my foot for no apparent reason right now hell yeah
1: um that's such a sweet story actually
0: um, yeah even though dolphins can have a very aggressive nature
1: yeah but dolphins can also be like very helpful and and they can have like I mean and it's it's really cool that like she was trying to communicate with them even though they were different they're species different, and yes they're different I don't know if they're different yeah different species so they can't like they don't have the same forms of communication with each other. Yeah. So I think it's really cool that she was still trying to, like, protect them and, and trying to communicate with them anyway. Like, that's really yeah.
0: interesting. No, that is really interesting. It is but really sweet thinking about it.
1: If they're pygmy, they're pygmy sperm whales, they're probably small. Like, they're probably close to the size of dolphins,
0: right? Yeah, I didn't know how to say that word, so I just skipped it. I think pygmy sperm whales are small
1: honey, stop. She might have thought they were dolphins. (laughs)
0: Ow. Yeah, probably. And then she was like, why the hell do they not understand what I'm saying?
1: Number three, therapy dogs that have come to comfort those affected by Newtown. So this was, this article was written in 2013, so this was like not that long after the um, Sandy Hook Elementary School shootings. Uh, So over 70 dogs of TDI, quote, uh, or parentheses, therapy dogs international, have been serving Newtown to help cope with the tragedy on December 4th, 2012. According to the director of TDI's Newtown chapter, quote, it is not just the children who will benefit from this. It's the parents as well. When children interact with the dog, it's almost as if there's a transaction of energy. The dogs offer kindness and love. If it's a bad day, the dogs can really help them just be kids. That's, oh. oh gosh, so- therapy dogs I are, do. I know, therapy dogs are the best.
0: So, they really um,
1: are the best I when mean dogs in general
0: are like awesome too
1: yeah all, all dogs are all dogs are wonderful um when we were in college uh w- one of the uh, staff at our college has a dog that she trained to be like a therapy dog and he became the official therapy dog for the school yeah. and uh, she brought him to work with her uh, every day and he was he was magnificent he was a wonderful wonderful little guy
0: <clears throat> he was a good boy. Good boy. He was a good boy. Okay, number four, Scarlet the cat who risked everything to save her kittens. <laughs> P.S.
1: This picture, Scarlet looks
0: mean. <laughs> well, I I think that there's a reason why. Um, on March 30th, 1996, the garage then feral Scarlet and her five kittens lived in was set ablaze. The New York Fire Department came to extinguish it and found Scarlett severely burned, pulling her kittens out of the fire one by one. Temporarily blinded by her fire wounds, she touched each of her kittens with her nose to make sure that they were all there and alive. Luckily, Luckily, the firefighter took the family to a veterinary clinic in Port Washington, New York, where they were treated and put up for adoption. All of the cats found homes, and Scarlet was able to live out her days like a queen. Now the Scarlet Award is presented to other heroic animals, by, uh, be they heroes to humans or animals. Oh! So that's why she looks mean, you asshole! Her face <laughs> is burnt like that!
1: No, it's not it's not because of like her like you can tell um she had some some Scarring. like she she has some scars like around her ears and stuff like she lost part of her ears. But it is her eyes, like the, the coloring around her eyes makes her look like she's constantly has those like cartoon um eyebrows that make you look angry. <laughs> like that's just kind of what it looks she looks like. She's me. the like, most heroic cat. Okay, she's the most heroic cat. I'm sorry, but it's just a picture. She looked kind of mean. <laughs> but she's actually a very nice animal, a very nice kitty. That's Sandra also super kitty.
0: sweet that they named an award after her for her animal. Oh, my God. Oh,
1: my God, that's so sweet. Okay. Uh, okay, Lily, the... Lily the Joplin tornado rescue dog Despite her life-threatening immune deficiency Lily worked tirelessly to rescue dogs trapped To rescue those, not dogs <laughs> Worked tirelessly along with alongside many other rescue dogs To rescue those trapped under the rubble After the Joplin tornado According to her human, she quote Worked without complaint She got nails in her feet She got cuts on her legs I only heard her yelp
0: one time oh, <laughs> Baby Okay uh, the rescue dogs that helped with the aftermath of 9/11 attacks. Oh,
1: above, man. in the
0: so in the picture, there's like a German shepherd sitting with two. Uh, um, I would say police department based on yeah police department. Yeah, um, it
1: looks like they're they're dressed in like uh, gear to like search through rubble, so they're probably like they're they're search and rescue. Um.
0: Yeah. Um, so it says above a police rescue dog is. Uh, is done for his day of physical and emotional exhausting work at Ground Zero in New York City. Many dogs helped tirelessly trying to find people lost in the rubble. Like humans, these dogs suffered from post-traumatic stress from these circumstances and had to go through their own therapy after their work was done. In 2009, Tracker, the dog who found the last remaining survivor of the, in the rubble of the World Trade Center, was chosen to be cloned. Okay, that's a weird fact that they decided to clone that
1: dog. But I've actually seen, like, I've read a lot of stuff about, like, the dogs that help search for people. And it's so incredibly, like, oh, it just, like...
0: Breaks your heart.
1: Yeah, it just, like, breaks your heart and makes you so... Like, we don't deserve dogs, okay? We don't deserve these animals in our lives. Because they literally have worked... They Like, yeah, these dogs would work with it's like so hard and they would endure so much because yeah, like they said, it, it is traumatizing for these dogs as well um, to have to go through this experience as well. And I'm glad that they gave the dogs therapy afterwards to help them heal because that's what they're saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. Cause these dogs are, are just, were just as valuable as the people um, who were, who were helping to search. And yeah, I've, I've read a lot about these, these dogs and I believe they're, I can't remember if it's Tracker. I think they have a statue dedicated to Tracker in New York somewhere. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure. They, they do have, like, there is a lot of, like, memorialized. Um, uh, statues. Yeah, statues. Well, not statues, but, like, there's a lot of, like, stuff to memorialize, like, the people who worked really hard and, um, yeah. after 9-11. And uh, the there is recognition for the dogs as well, I know.
0: Oh. So, I,
1: mm. I know. Okay, okay number seven. <laughs> number seven is really all rescue dogs, which, yeah. <laughs> and there's a picture of uh, rescue dogs helping firefighters search for survivors of a 5.5 magnitude earthquake that struck in uh, U- Urien, Erin County, Yunnan Province, uh, their work is invaluable to such efforts. Yeah, dogs are dogs are super important in um, Search and Rescue because their sense of smell is so much stronger than ours and their sense of hearing as well. So they could hear, like, even if somebody can't make noise, they're trapped under something, they could still hear that person, like, breathing, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and smell, yeah, smell that person and know that they're there.
0: Number eight, the cat who detected a human's breast cancer. Wendy... Humphrey's ten-month-old cat started jumping on her breast continuously for weeks to no avail, <laughs> which prompted Humphrey to go to the doctor. It turns out that she had a malignant t- tumor that was going to metastasize if not treated.
1: Okay, shout out to Humphrey, or no, the no, Humphrey's not the name. But the cat. <laughs> well, that's her <laughs> last
0: name. Say the name of the cat. <laughs> did not say the, name of the cat. But the cat in the picture is super cute. If that cat. is the cat, I don't think that's the cat.
1: But that's a really, yeah. Um, that's so. It's not funny that she had a a tumor in her breast. It's funny that the cat was attacking the boo.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I was kind I was kind of thinking I was like, has that ever happened to me? No. You don't have breast cancer, bro. <laughs> No, but I mean, like, having it where, like, Leo has done something really weird. Like, maybe he keeps biting my foot because I have, like, a disease in my foot. <laughs> no. I don't know if, um... Are you trying to say that Leo's not special and can't detect no, something wrong? Leo is Leo
1: is special, and I'm sure he can detect if something's wrong. I'm trying to think of, uh, if I've ever had an animal do that to me, but I actually do have uh, two animal rescue stories. <laughs> so uh where animals uh, one specific animal has rescued me i'll tell after um okay so uh, number nine lulu the pot-bellied pig who saved her human's life when joanne Altman suffered a heart attack while vacationing in the pennsylvania woods lulu her housebroken pot-bellied pig (laughs) sprung into action after crying for a moment Lulu broke through the gate of the mobile home they were in And ran towards the road When a car would approach, the pig would walk into the road and lie down Each time the car didn't stop The pig ran back to check on her human And then back to the road Oh! Aww. Eventually a motorcyclist stopped And followed the pig to Joanne Where he was able to use his phone to call 911 What a brave piggy oh.
0: That pig is so cute Lulu.
1: Oh my god, Lulu, we love you
0: oh lulu pour some out for lulu Uh, um, oh, sergeant stubby <laughs> uh, the only dog promoted to sergeant through combat
1: oh this
0: picture's so cute with this little vest
1: sergeant stubby oh. I'm okay.
0: during world war one a patriotic stray dog wandered onto the 102nd Infantry Yankee Division training area. Usually dogs were not allowed in the regiment, but this pup named Stubby, for his short tail, boosted morale so much that he was allowed to stay. There he learned the drills, the bugle calls, and how to salute. Mm-hmm. When it was time to be deployed, Private J. Robert Conroy smuggled the new soldier onto the ship heading towards France. When his presence was discovered, Stubby quickly won him over with his cutie salute. I'm going to say cutie salutey because I want to.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, What's even more remarkable about this pup is that uh, that he was allowed to join the soldiers on the front line, eventually serving in 17 battles. What a he badass. Had, he, yeah. He had a a keen knack for locating his wounded comrades warning about an enemy gas strike and even attacking a German soldier attempting to map out the layout of Allied trenches. This pup was rightfully promoted to Sergeant Stubby and became a lifetime member of the American Legion, won the Gold Hero Dogs Medal, and later became one of Georgetown University's earliest mascots.
1: Fuck yeah, he did. Shout out Aww. to Sergeant Stubby. We love, we respect. Literally have never, like, I. oh my god. The picture also is so fucking cute. It's
0: so cute.
1: And he's like a little dog. He's not very big, Sergeant Stubby. Aww.
0: And I he, really want to see what his salute looks like. I know.
1: I want to. I also. I. He looks so much like a stubby, like just yeah. looking at his
0: face. <laughs> oh, the little cutie! Well, he kind of had to be a small dog to get smuggled. Yeah, true. All right, uh, like, number oh, eleven. Hey, look at this gigantic Labrador. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very all right, Number 11. Uh, this beluga who saved a diver from a competition gone wrong. Yang Yun entered a competition to hold her breath for as long as possible at the bottom of a pool with beluga whales. When Yang Yun decided she was done and went towards the surface, her legs froze, paralyzed from the arctic temperature. Out of air and unable to move, she lost all hope until one of the whales grabbed her leg and lifted her towards the surface. Oh! <laughs> the
0: beluga is really cute, too. Um, really cute. Yeah. Number 12 is uh, Killin, the dog who saved his seventh month old human from an abuser. Earlier that year, when this came out, a babysitter was arrested for child abuse thanks to their loyal family dog.
1: Oh, I've heard this story. I know this story.
0: Aww. The babysitter had been working for the family for five months when Killin. Their normally friendly dog became volatile around her. This roused the parents' suspicions, so they decided to leave an iPhone under their couch to record what happened when they were gone. Unfortunately, the iPhone confirmed their suspicions. The woman had been verbally and physically abusing the child. Thanks to the heroic dog, the baby is back in safe hands and paws. Mm
1: -hmm. Killian, we love you. Mm -hmm okay oh my god <laughs> this one's a pigeon <laughs> yep <clears throat> cassidy loves pigeons so oh. uh sh- <laughs> share share a me a carrier pigeon during world war one well really all of the carrier pigeons during world war one and world war two were heroic delivering important messages over enemy lines share a me dear friend in french uh, delivered messages from the U.S. Army in World War One. Oh, oh! Oh! Oh, no. Okay, uh, he was shot, and despite his injuries, delivered the message that ended up aiding the rescue of 194 soldiers in Major Charles Whittlesey's Wittlesey, Lost Battalion. He was awarded the French Croix de Guerre— I can't speak French—for his service, and his body is on display at the Smithsonian— um, in their Price of Freedom, Americans at War exhibit. Oh! Oh, Except for I don't like that he was stuffed.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. They do that a lot. Yeah. I guess. Okay, 14. Otters might be saving the world from environmental collapse. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out that kelp beds carry CO2, but sea urchins love eating kelp beds, Which would be problematic if sea otters didn't eat sea urchins. It's a small difference they're making, but in the long run, every little bit could help our environment. You keep doing you, otters!
1: Hell yeah! Thanks, otters! Otters care more about the environment than humans do, and that's a fact.
0: I (coughs) always find that... um, that otters are so cute especially when there's like those little videos where they're like putting the little cups inside of each other Mm
1: -hmm. they're very cute and they 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 float on their backs and they like hit their little bellies it's
0: so cute me too
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Except I don't have a little belly. Uh, so, <laughs> number 15, the bear who saved an elderly hiker's life. California hiker Robert Biggs was exploring the whiskey flats when he found a few bears drinking near a stream. Out of nowhere, a mountain lion leaped on him, knocking the man down and biting his arm. The bears quickly came to his aid and fought off the mountain lion, saving Biggs's life. Wow! That's cool.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. No, that is amazing. I would have been like, okay. <laughs> nice knowing you, dude. Uh, 16. The left uh, Lefty, the pit bull who took a bullet for his owner during a home invasion. Good boy. Uh, <laughs> during the night, Lefty's family home was broken into by four armed robbers. When one of the robbers pointed a firearm at the father, Lefty leaped and took the bullet instead. Oh! The shot left her with a shattered right shoulder and a big injury on her leg. She was rushed to a nearby veterinary hospital uh, where she, were, surgeons were able to get to work and it was ultimately decided they would need to amputate her leg. The cost of such surgery are overwhelming, so the clinic took to Facebook to tell Lefty's story and gather donations to save her life. Luckily, the outpouring was tremendous, and this heroic pup was given the surgery she was needed. Oh, Oh, baby.
1: Lefty. And I'm sure that post-surgery, she was able to live her life happy. And, I mean, there's a picture of her um, post-surgery, and she looks really happy. So, yeah, I'm sure sure she was able to live with, with just the three legs just fine. Oh, oh. Oh my god. Okay. Number 17, poacher hunting dogs. In eastern Congo's Virunga National Park, the newest weapon against poachers are dogs. These hounds use their keen sense of smell to track and arrest poachers. Fuck yeah. Each team made up of a bloodhound and a ranger takes 2 years to train and so far they've been successful in their goals. Oh, you can donate to them. Aww. They're, they're called the Congo Hounds.
0: That's super cute. I love that. Isn't your dog at uh, at your parents' house part hound?
1: Dixie is a full hound dog, <clears throat>
0: but she is not a trainable hound dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is very fair.
1: Uh, Dixie is a walker hound uh, and a treeing coon hound mm. mix. Um, so she's a hunting dog, yeah. Uh, and so her, uh, so what her do- like her breed of dog, was bred for is to help uh, hunters who are trying to find um, like small animals. So uh, they the dogs chase the animal, uh, usually like a squirrel, get it up the tree so that it's stuck there, and then they point at it, mm. um, and they point by lifting one paw and pointing their nose, and sticking their tail, like, straight out. And di- I've seen Dixie do it before.
0: oh um, that's cute.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Baby! I know. Okay. I-, I saw her do it to our cat once. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> she, chased- she chased our cat under the bed and then t- did the point at it. <laughs> I was like, no, Dixie. <laughs> We're not hunting
0: the cat. Cat is friend. (laughs) Oh my god, number 18. I know. It's it's a llama, not an alpaca. Sorry. Okay. So therapy, llamas, comfort, hospice patients. Therapy animals are common in hospitals to help ease the pain and stress of their of the patient and their families. Here, a llama named Pisco gets a hug from a nurse at the hospice he visits monthly. The animal therapy program is aimed at increasing happiness and to calm terminally ill patients in the last stage of their lives.
1: So I I actually follow uh, a woman on Instagram who does this. She trains uh, llamas and alpacas to be therapy animals and she brings them to all kinds of different events. She's in Oregon and um. (coughs) She's. I think her at is Roho the llama because Rojo was the first llama that she used as a therapy llama. But uh, uh, yes, and so she has a, now she has like a bunch of different alpacas and llamas that she uses. They go to hospitals, they go to nursing homes, um, and they also do like visits to um, schools and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but she posts it on her Instagram, and it's very pure content because she's trained. Uh, she's trained them to take a carrot out of a person's mouth. So like you put the carrot uh, in your oh. mouth and, and and it'll like lean the llama or the alpaca will lean over and just like gently take it out of your mouth and eat it. Really cute. Oh, okay, number nineteen. Toby, the golden retriever, who saved his owner using the Heimlich maneuver. Yeah. Debbie Parkhurst was eating an apple at home when a large bit got lodged in her windpipe with no one around but her pup, Toby. She started to beat on her chest, but it didn't budge. Toby became alarmed, and the next thing Debbie knew, Toby's up on his hind feet, and he's got his front paws on my shoulders. He pushed me to the ground, and once I was on my back, he began jumping up and down on my chest. Eventually, the apple was dislodged, and when Debbie began breathing, Toby stopped and licked her face. Doctors say that if it hadn't been for Toby, Debbie's fate would not have been as lucky. Oh my
0: gosh! How did he know to do that? I don't know, but I've seen like um, training like videos online of like dogs who like are (laughs) are trained in combat to do that. Um, Mm It was so cute, and I could only hope that Leo would do something like that. But I know that Leo would just look at me.
1: You could try to train Leo to do the hind leg (laughs)
0: maneuver. I doubt it. I also don't think he has enough pressure to be able to do that, but. Oh. Mm. but all right 20 a pod of dolphins saved a surfer from a great white shark surfer todd endrus was stuck was struck three times by a great white shark and the outcome looked hopeless that is until a pod of bottlenose dolphins showed up forming a protective circle around him which allowed him to get to shore Endress still had to go through intensive physical therapy but he owes his life to those dolphins
1: yeah he does holy shit
0: yeah
1: that's crazy thanks dolphins
0: yeah. oh my god <laughs> babu
1: the shih tzu <laughs> <laughs> He's Babu, so cute, he's so cute. Babu the Shih Tzu, who saved his owner from the 2011 tsunami in Japan, 12-year-old Babu became restless, according to now 85-year-old human, Tommy Akanu uh akonuma insisting they go for a walk when she hopped out the door the dog pulled toward a hill the opposite direction of where they would usually walk tommy found it odd and followed suit as the dog rushed her up the hill when she looked back she witnessed the tsunami that had just taken over her town destroying everything including her home that is crazy
0: (laughs) baboo oh that's so cute That was the cutest name for an animal ever. Seriously. But it's also just like, like, now (laughs) I'm like, maybe I should trust the animals in my life more. Like, when they're pulling me in other directions, maybe -hmm. I I should just follow. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Okay. 22, Sergeant Reckless, the war horse of the Korean War. Uh, Reckless was a small mare bought by Lieutenant Eric Penderson at the Seoul racetrack. She entered the U.S. Marine Corps in 1952 and served in Korean War, for which she was twice promoted to staff sergeant. She was, <laughs> she was trained to go to and from ammo delivery sites, and, and during the Battle of It is said she made 51 solo trips under enemy fire. Additionally, she was used to evacuate wounded soldiers. She received many awards for her bravery. A good conduct medal, a national defense service medal, a Korean service medal, a UN service medal, a Republic of Korea presidential unit Citation. uh Mm -hmm. and two purple hearts life magazine named her one of america's 100 all-time heroes oh fuck yeah she's a small little
1: horse oh no she's very small uh there's a picture of her standing next to a human and uh yeah she's like as not even as tall as him no like she's she's a little she's a little little thing she's a little Mm -hmm. tiny horse Oh, thank you, Reckless. Thank you, Sergeant Reckless.
0: <laughs>
1: um, a parrot saved a child from choking. A woman was babysitting a two-year-old when she went to the bathroom. Then she heard she then heard the parrot Willie squawking and saying "Mama, baby," over and over again. The woman ran out, found the child choking, and was able to save her. Ah, oh, good job, parrot.
0: Mm. Good job, Willie. Yeah. Um, and 24, the last one is Kabang saved two girls from being hit by a motorcycle. After pushing her, her human's da- daughter and niece out of the way of the speeding mo- motorcyclist, Kabang suffered extensive injuries. Luckily, her story touched people around the world and she was able to go to the United States to undergo her life-saving surgery. Aww, baby. Oh, baby. She looks so
1: Oh, oh my God, she's mm. so cute.
0: She is. Oh, oh baby.
1: Thank you, Kabang. Oh. Oh. We don't deserve dogs. We don't deserve animals.
0: We don't. No, we do not deserve animals. That's for. That's for sure. <laughs> um.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. So, my, uh, before my dog Dixie my family had a dog named Jack and he was a uh, Australian shepherd uh he was a really sweet very wonderful dog but he was extremely uh protective of our family and extremely like loyal and really smart uh so we had him they my parents got him like before I was even born um <clears throat> So, uh, when I was a little baby, I had a really bad acid reflux and I was in my crib and I was lying. Um, I think I had, I had like rolled over onto my stomach and I was lying face down and I had, uh, thrown up in my sleep and I was suffocating because I was face down and, uh, the door was closed, and my parents didn't have, like, a baby monitor or anything at the time. And so, like, there's no way the dog could, like, our dog could have known that. But he knew somehow that something was wrong with me. And so he went and he woke my parents up in the middle of the night. And he was barking at them, barking at them, barking at them. And um, um, and he led them. When they woke up, he led them over to my room. And that was when they found me.
0: <clears throat> Aw. I mean, knew- what? you know I'm really sorry to question um I feel like you like especially in your childhood you you've had a lot of near-death experiences I sure have Jack
1: Jack was such a good dog he also saved um my brother I think he was I can't remember if it was Sam or Brian but uh maybe it was Brian uh he was napping uh-huh. and he had climbed out of his crib and he was trying to climb up the um, his dresser
0: and the mm-hmm. dresser
1: fell over onto uh-huh. him and we didn't he- even hear the dresser fall or anything but Jack was like freaking out standing outside the door um, outside his door which was closed and he was barking and barking and barking and barking and my so my mom was like something's wrong so she went and she opened the door and she found him and he was fine he he wasn't hurt but like we had no idea that, that had even happened because we didn't even hear the dresser fall. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Well. He was a, he was such a good boy. He like he was a, a very loyal especially to my mom and he like never left her side. It, especially if she was sick, um he would not leave her side for a second. So like she would be laying in the bed and he would be laying right in like right on the floor next to her like on her side of the bed and then if she got up to go to the bathroom he would get up walk with her to the bathroom sit until she was done and then walk her back to the room <laughs> like he, he was so I know he was he was very very sweet and yeah
0: he was he was a very very good dog oh that's awesome yeah I was gonna say uh our first dog Brady um Didn't save anybody's life, but one of my favorite memories was that my um, mom, a couple years ago, had gotten, like, the, um, oh, my God, I'm totally blanking on the name, the um, robot, the newest robot in Star Wars, that is the Circle. BB-8? Yeah, BB-8, thank you. So, she got, like, one of the BB-8 toys where, like, you can control it with your phone. And um, the the little head top was connected by a uh, magnet, and so my mom like drove the like little BBA toy like up to Brady, and Brady was like looking at it weirdly, like did not understand like what it was. And there's just like video that my brother got of like slapping the head straight off the. the Robot, it was so funny. We were all dying laughing. (laughs) But, yeah, so thank you guys so much. Um, I hope we both hope that you enjoyed, especially Cassidy, um, animals that saved humans or other animals. Um, What is your positive vibe for the week, Abs? Positive vibes for the week? Um, Well...
1: This coming Thursday is Cassidy's birthday, so <laughs> uh, that is definitely a positive vibe. We're going to try and make it a special birthday, even though it has to be a uh, quarantined, socially distanced birthday. We're going to try to make it special. Um, we actually, uh, she does not know this, but um, <clears throat> a bunch of us have gotten her have chipped in for a birthday present that I think she's really gonna like so um yeah so hopefully it's gonna be enough to cheer her up during the uh (laughs) during the isolation
0: (laughs) of her birthday um but yeah so that's awesome yeah yeah. I yeah happy birthday Casty. also I want to say a belated happy birthday at this point to my sister Lauren she turned 21 in isolation. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Happy my, birthday, Lauren. <laughs> so my parents had set up the island in our kitchen as a bar and asked her for her ID. And then my mother um, proceeded to make her take a shot of Tito's vodka. <laughs>
1: so Hell yeah.
0: So there's that. Also, my sister dyed my mom's hair ends pink. So I'm waiting for that picture still. <laughs> Cause you know what else do you do in isolation but make interesting choices to take up time? So that's kind of my positive vibe of the week of learning and laughing at the fact that my sister dyed my mom's hair pink. And, I mean,
1: I I you know. have never loved information more than that information.
0: <laughs> yes, cause my my mom is like not like my mom's not that type of mom that would just like go out and do something like dye her hair a funky color no she Um, is not (laughs) no she she uh is she takes life a little bit more seriously than most people so for her to do that I was like laughing at that um but kudos to her because you know I never did that as a as a kid because I was too afraid that my mom was gonna kill me so (laughs) (laughs) um if only i had told myself do what you want
1: (laughs) if Uh, only
0: if only well thank you guys so much for tuning in um you can follow us on social media um abby take it away
1: uh we are uh uh, on instagram at caffeinated crime pod and on twitter at cwc pod um please feel free to give us a follow. Uh, also, don't forget to, to like, subscribe, rate, and review us so that we can get more uh, people to know about this podcast.
0: Yeah, because Anna said yesterday that no one listens to us.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, a
0: little butthurt.
1: She she meant nobody from her family listens to us, but I decided to take it out of context and <laughs>
0: say that she she said that nobody listens. Um, I also heard her say that, but I also am taking it that she's saying <laughs> that no one listens to us. So prove Anna wrong. Um, and they have no excuse because they have all the time in the world right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and don't forget to send us emails to Crimeswildcaffeinated at gmail.com. Um, and don't forget to take your meds, bitch. Yeah, take your meds, all right? Especially now. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. Take
0: your meds, wash your hands, eat some fruits and vegetables.
1: Yes, eat some fruits and vegetables. You
0: know, (laughs) that's a reminder to myself.
1: (laughs) Eat fruits and veggies um and be good kind to yourself